0: wherever you are in your journey, your intuition always is waiting to take you to that step because we're all sort of growing together and evolving together. And there's so much more, you know, when we align with our intuition. so really to remember to be true to yourself and to honor the truth within you and bring that truth out. That's the greatest gift that you can give the world.
1: Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an awesome guest to share with you today. Her name is Kim Chesney, and she is the author of Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. She's a globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of the Intuition Lab. Her work has been featured or supported by leading-edge organizations, including South by Southwest Interactive, Carnegie Mellon University, Comcast, and Hewlett-Packard. She lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm sure it is nice and cold. Kim, (laughs) welcome to the Daily Helping Podcast. It is awesome to have you with us today.
0: Hi, Dr. Richard. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes, indeed. So this is going to be a cool one. We we talked a little bit off air, and I think this is going to be really, really neat because we're going to talk about intuition and For a lot of people, that's been kind of hard to make sense of, you know, everybody thinks maybe they've got intuition, maybe they don't, but we're actually going to take a really deep dive, including a look at how scientifically this all makes sense, which is super exciting to me because I'm a scientist and I nerd out on that kind of stuff. But I want to ask you a question to to begin with that I I ask a lot of people because I really love to know people's why. So you're this expert on intuition. Why is that a passion for you and how did you go down that path?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. I really, I mean, the answer to that really goes back to my childhood. I've always sort of had a curiosity and a predisposition to learning about intuition. I've always been curious. It's always been a passion as as far back as I can remember in life. So you know i don't know if it was just books i read when i was a kid or some of the experiences that with my intuition that i had myself that really created this thirst for understanding it and uh, you know acknowledging that that it was real so you know one of the things with intuition like you touched on is that a lot of people just don't understand exactly what it is and or how to make sense of it so we kind of just try not to look at it or we push it aside or just write it off as you know nonsense or whatever but once these things start to happen in your life enough, you realize that, yeah, there really is something to this that we as a society need to acknowledge more than we have because it really is a part of our human nature. It's a part of our makeup that every single person in the world has, has intuition. This is not something just certain people are born with or a special gift. It's something we all have the capacity to develop, just like our intellect. So there's two sides of our brains, right? And, and we're, we've been taught to think with our rational thinking mind for so long, but we sort of forgot about thinking with our intuitive mind. So there's so much territory to explore there. And for me, it's it's been a lifelong passion for understanding that and sharing that with people.
1: So as you were beginning this explorative work on understanding intuition, I wonder if you could give us kind of a high-level overview on what science tells us about intuition, because I I know we've had remarkable advancements in diagnostic imaging and quantum science and and things where we used to think stuff was just, oh, that's kind of hokey new age stuff. And now we know that there's empiricism around it. So talk to us about what the science and the, the data is telling us about intuition.
0: Yeah, and the, and and I go into this in the book, there's a chapter on this because I, I'm, I think this is really one of the most important points about the book and I am not a physicist, so, you know, <laughs> we can we can interview some some actual physicists for a deep dive into this, but I've read a lot about it and I've and I've interviewed and talked with some really super smart people on this subject because it's one of the areas of interest for me because about, you know, looking at this stuff like 10, 20 years ago, we didn't really have the widespread understanding of of quantum physics the way we do now. Like it was still something we were exploring back, you know, when I was a kid, it was still something avant-garde. It was still something we were trying to understand. But now, you know, it's really just become a way for everyone to understand the world. And and we've seen that change over our lifetime. And, you know, so I always use this analogy that, you know, these two types of thinkings that, that I mentioned with, you know, our different sides of the brain, like old school thinking, which is like rational linear thinking, is like uh, the Newtonian physics of thinking, right? So it's, it's reasonable, it's cause and effect. We deduce things, it makes sense. See, intuition is more like quantum thinking because it's when it does these impossible things that doesn't necessarily make sense. In fact, a lot of times it doesn't make sense at first and we can't rationalize. It's something that goes beyond the limits of our thinking mind and takes us into this place of genius and this place of knowingness that, that is a mystery. So you know, we do go into this mysterious realm like quantum physics um, where we, we don't understand everything yet. But what we do understand is that there is this sort of common ground between you know, quantum physics and the way that intuition works. You know, it's something that you know, we see it in things like quantum entanglement. You know, when they talk about particles, that have spooky action and distance from Einstein that are entangled and they, they communicate with each other, even though they're like bajillions of miles apart. You know? so, it's, it's, so it's moving beyond time and space and understanding that there is a connectedness between all things, you know, and certain types of things in particular uh, that really goes beyond this, you know, being in a certain location in space and time that we're used to understanding the world. So we're really at the beginning of this sort of new frontier of understanding quantum physics and how it works with the mind, particularly the intuitive mind. You know, and I like to look at intuition as being our connection to all of that information that is beyond our thinking mind right here in this moment. Like, So we can look around, we, we can see all the stuff around us with our senses, we can deduce everything that's happening around us from our senses and our interaction with people, but our intuition is able to see above and beyond that. It's able to see everything. It's our connection to the data that's out there everywhere. Like if you look at the world and you think of it kind of like a simulation, all of that data, all of that stuff, everything that's ever happened, we know that we live in a timeless universe. We know that we're beyond space and time. Uh, it's just an illusion of our consciousness and, and subjectivity. So when we get above all that and we look from an objective point of view, from an intuitive, omniscient point of view, we, it ha- our intuition has access to all data, everything, everywhere. So the more that we can connect to that, the more that we can actually uh, start those downloads that come in, then we're able to really raise our consciousness and connect with these things that are beyond what we think we should be able to know.
1: So to use a fun, nerdy analogy, essentially... There's a kind of like a universal cloud of information that you're talking about. So somebody's listening to this and maybe they pause this and then got on YouTube and watched, you know, 10 hours of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they're on board uh, with this. (laughs) How does one begin to connect with their intuitive mind? And then the second part of that question is, as they're doing that, how do they, what kind of exercises that are skill building in nature can they do so that they get more proficient in that?
0: Yeah. Okay. Two very important questions to connect with. Uh, First of all, for the exercise, I'm I'm just going to say, that's really the the whole purpose of the book um, because I really wanted this to be a book where people can start to develop their intuition and do it themselves. right? I didn't want this to be a book where I'm just talking about intuition and telling you about this, but this isn't just a reading book. It's a doing book. So the book is full of exercises and things that we can do every day, just little things in your life to kind of start integrating and drawing attention to your intuitive processes and in creating this, what I call a culture of insightfulness. And we talk about mindfulness and we have to be still, we have to get in the moment, but then beyond mindfulness comes this beautiful state of insightfulness when we're able to, you know, receive that inner guidance and that wisdom that we connect with as we go out and do things in the world. So back to the first part of the question and touching on mindfulness, uh, the first thing I think is so important when it comes to hearing and knowing our intuition is starting to listen, finding a calm, quiet space where our inner voice can actually speak to us. So for most of us, we're running around like crazy people all day long. We're on our technology. We're um, you know, going a mile a minute. We have busy lives. We have all these responsibilities. And when we're so crazy like that, our intuition just can't get through because our mind has taken over. So, you know, I, I really feel like a work like uh, Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, a real work on mindfulness, all of this stuff that, that has been part of our culture growing and growing over the last, you know, 20 years and decades, teaching us to get into the moment, creating a counterpoint to the busy lifestyle that technology is leading us into is so important for us to take that pause and slow down. Because that is the very first step to listening to your intuition. You have to make space for it to come through. You're never going to hear it when you're crazy busy or running around like chicken with her head cut off. You know, we have to take that moment. And it doesn't mean that you have to meditate on the top of a mountain for 10 hours. It just means that you take some time for yourself each day. Go for a walk, You know, take a hot shower, read a book, sit down with some, with some tea and, or coffee by yourself and do some journaling or, or just spending that time alone where you open up space. You know where your mind calms down, and these little insights can pop in, because that's how your intuition comes to you. It's through those little moments, those quick epiphanies and ideas that just pop into your head. You don't have to work for your intuition. It just comes to us. So the most important thing we have to do is open up, we can allow it to reach us. And then once we get into that space, once we start doing that, just every day, just creating a little bit of time for ourselves, put some white space on your calendar, I maybe mean, if you're to do it at lunch or before bed, whenever I know we're busy, but just having a little time every day just to be alone with ourselves and open up that space can make a huge difference with the amount of um, intuition that just infiltrates our lives every day. And then if you want to take, oh, sorry.
1: No, no, that's okay. <laughs> good. You're rolling. No, 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 good.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, if you want to take that deeper, that's when you can start doing these exercises and integrating them into, you know, days and little practices and techniques to start kind of like flexing those intuition muscles.
1: Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. So that's good stuff. And I have two questions. So one, is there any evidence to suggest it's better to do this in the morning, the night, 2 p.m.? What do we got there?
0: So I, I think personally, I think those, those are all great times because we the best time for you to work with your intuition are times when uh, your mind, like I said, is quiet. So you might've noticed in, in the past in your life, in those moments where you have those great ideas or those little creative thoughts or things that come or bits of guidance or understanding that just pop into your head, they're going to be right when you wake up in the morning or sometimes in the middle of the night, right? When you wake up in the middle of the night, you're, oh my gosh, I just had this idea, right? It's because your mind's still like half asleep. Your mind's out of the picture. So that well, that gray area between wakefulness and sleep is very rich with intuition. So I think the answer to that depends on, you know, everybody's different. If you're the type of person who's a morning person, you know, maybe you just wake up with a fresh mind and you want to just journal as soon as you wake up, that's wonderful. Other times, sometimes people just like to, you know, spend some time before bed and decompress and just release all that stuff and I wouldn't recommend middle of the night, but it's a great way to spend those hours if you happen to be awake is trying to open up to your intuition. Um, But yeah, I think both of those times are really, really good prime times for working with your intuition.
1: So we're throwing around a lot of really good terms here. Insightfulness, mindfulness. What are some of the the key differences? Because a lot of people might hear mindfulness and insightfulness Mm -hmm. and think they're the same. Mm -hmm. In... In your language that you use in the book, how are how are those different?
0: Yeah, for sure, that's a really good question. So mindfulness, you know for me, the way that I understand it and the way I write about it in in the book is is that process of becoming mindful of our place in this moment in time. So it's slowing down, it's embodying presence, it's getting into the stillness. Right, and so it's the things we start to do when when we get into meditation. Even you know we, that's the, the ultimate sort of form is being in that still moment, but also being mindful. Of, you know, when you're washing the dishes, you're being mindful. You're being present. You're sitting here. You know, you're 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 not letting your mind go a mile a minute. So it's kind of an ironic word, mindful, because it's really going into no mind. So mindfulness is really in a place where we're putting our busy minds away and just really being present and cognizant and awake in the moment that we're in. So when we become awake in that moment, we're aware, we're mindful of how our actions affect the earth. We're mindful of how our actions affect other people. We're mindful of what we're doing in our life. So being in that place, in that moment is really key and critical to what comes next, which is insightfulness. Because, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle always says, in the stillness, you know, it's the stillness that speaks, right? We think the stillness is quiet. But that's really where our intuition talks to us. That's where the ideas come. That's where creativity flows through. So, so when we get into that stillness in that moment, then we start having those insights. And then when we allow those insights to guide our life, instead of listening to all the noise from the outside world and what everyone else is telling us and all the social conditioning, that I'm getting caught up in all that. When tuning into that true north of our insight, then after this process of mindfulness, we move into the state of insightfulness, and together. You know, that kind of lifestyle, that's a recipe for enlightenment and truth and really living our path and purpose in the world.
1: Okay. So I've got other questions, but there's one that I just it should, I think it's mostly self-evident, but I think it's important to say, if somebody's listening to this and they're tracking along with us, why why is it important that they be able to connect with your intuition?
0: Yeah. You know, and it's funny in the book, I have this list of like, of of two, two categories, life with intuition and life without intuition. And the shortest answer is because it improves your life. You know, with, with intuition, you can do things the easy way, right? When you when you do things aligned with your intuition, you're on your path, you're in the flow, the doors are opening. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, my intuition tells me this is right, I'm doing the right thing. When we get caught up in the overthinking and trying to rationalize our way through everything and we start going this other path, and going against our intuition, then we have to start to learn the hard way, right? That's when we have to learn through our experiences or through suffering or through, uh, you know, for things that don't feel as good. So in terms of our growth and evolution, I mean, we're here on this planet, in this world to learn and share and expand our consciousness together, right? And intuition helps us to do that. Intuition is our direct path to that process. It tells us where we need to be going, what we need to be doing how we can live the best life. You know, it's looks out for us. It wants us to succeed. It wants us to grow and and flourish. Right. So the mind doesn't always have that, you know, the mind's more ego-based, you know, the mind's thinking about things like protection and security and not being afraid and and stuff like that. And, you know, how will the world think of me? But intuition is the exact opposite of that. You know, the intuition wants what is, you know, your ultimate destiny and path, and it's going to lead you to that. So, You know, whatever that is, when you realign with that, you start trusting that inner voice and trusting that truth within you, you start to become authentic. You become who you really are, not who the world has told you you're supposed to be, not living someone else's life. You're living what you're made for, and only inside you and only you know that. So, really reconnecting with that truth is so important in the process of self discovery and also in awakening and the expansion of our understanding of our lives in the universe.
1: Very cool. I, I wonder if you could share with us some really awesome stories, case studies, or examples of intuition oh, yeah. at play.
0: I have a million of them, but the, my favorite story I like to tell is my own because I, you know, I know it <laughs> and it's really one of the things that was really pivotal on my journey. And, um, like I said, you know, i had had, you know, I always say, you know, when you, in the beginning, when you're starting to work with your intuition, your intuition is just kind of a, like a twinkle. It comes through in your life in little bits and pieces. Every once in a while, it'll pop in, a thing will happen here. You're like, that's odd. Was it that was a little bit of serendipity? Or how could I have known that? Or I just thought of that person and then they called. Just little things like that start to happen. It's very common for all of us to have that enough that we are curious about intuition, but not necessarily that you know that we really think it's something important. Well, you know, as time goes on and, and you really start to align with that and become more intuitive, more and more of this stuff happens until you're at the point where like, okay, I need to really understand what this is all about. I need to make sense of this because this is a huge question and it's part of my reality. So one of the things that did that for me very early on, when I was going through my sort of awakening process in my twenties, I was living in England and I a bunch of friends and I, it was Halloween, and we went to, we lived in Northern England in Hall. And there was something called the Hall Fair that would travel all around England. It was the, It's literally the oldest traveling carnival. in England It's kind of like something wicked this way comes. It's been around since like the 1600s. And I think it's still going on. So we decided to go down there and hang out. And we went there and there was this caravan with a psychic in it. And her she was supposedly the granddaughter of Gypsy Rosalie, who was really famous over there and was with the prime minister and all these pictures. So were like, okay, we got to go in and see her. So we go in and I, and I go and I talk to her. She's just this nice woman. She's very beautiful, very kind, normal, very normal, not so surprisingly normal. And despite all the pageantry of crystal balls and palmistry stuff everywhere, she just sat down and we had a conversation like two normal human beings. And, and she said to me a lot of stuff, she said a lot of stuff. And, but one of the things that stuck out is she said to me, you know, you're going to be in court in a foreign country in it was like three years in the in the future. She said it was 1994, and this was happening in 1991. And she's like, in 1994, you're gonna be in court, and it's gonna be stressful for you, but you know, you're gonna be doing a good thing. So just hang in there. And I was like, oh, you know. And then, so we left, and I was like, she just give me a date. I'm like, how is that? How could she give me a date? Like that's crazy, right? So I went home, and I wrote all this stuff down. I still have it. You know, I have it like literally framed this picture from the journal. So I still have all the stuff she wrote down. And then I came home and. I'll never forget the day that I went to get the mail in 1993 and I got called into um, a jury summons. And I thought, I stood there and, and talk about intuition. I just had this moment of knowing, or like, I just knew it. I'm like, I'm going to be on this jury. I'm going to be on this jury in 1994. And that's exactly what she was talking about. And sure enough, I, went, I went, to the, went to the jury selection. They selected me and it ended up being a huge federal case. And I was sequestered for two weeks. And it happened in 1994, so <laughs> this made me take pause. Uh, already, someone who was already interested in intuition, obviously a young person with an open mind, but also having a very practical, you know, look at this. You know, I didn't think, oh, you know, this; is, these are like, you know, spirits talking, blah blah blah. I thought, okay, it's possible. What We have to realize is it's possible for people to know things that happen in the future. I have to understand that that is a possibility. That is actually possible now because. There's no way that was a coincidence. It was so very specific. So it really opened up my uh, mind to this fact, and if she could do this, if she could see things in the future with such clarity, you know, why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't everybody do that? Let's understand this, what this means, and see how we can embrace this and, and, and make this a reality for more people. So that was really the beginning of my quest. To, to make sense of intuition in a very no-nonsense way. And if you read the book, the book is very low on the, on the woo meter. You know, We don't talk a lot about like, the, the, the sort of fringe parts of intuition that we're so used to. You know? And there's you know, and that's a beautiful part of intuition. There's nothing wrong with that. But I really wanted to focus on intuition in a real um, down-to-earth way that, that made it more accessible and understandable for everybody. Uh, you know, Not people just worried about their, their, their spiritual path, but also like a really new understanding of reality in a way that we can look at it in terms of quantum physics and understand the timelessness of the universe and how we're able to tap into information, no matter where we are on the spectrum of time and space.
1: Very cool. And cool story. So I, I really now, and thank you for, for sharing that story because I, I it does help connect the dots as to why you're doing the work that you're doing. So we've talked about intuition now for for 20 plus minutes. Help me understand the difference between kind of intuition, but your book is called radical intuition. So <laughs> what's the radical part? Help help us through that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and it is I really I I think that that was the perfect title for this uh and you know we were talking about this with the publisher of New World Library when we were trying to you know figure out the best title for the book because We've all had an understanding of intuition. Intuition is not a word that's new to people. But the thing is, you know, people have sort of traditional understandings of it. You know, we have, you go out in the street and you ask somebody, you know, what do you think intuition is? You're going to get a bunch of answers. Some people are going to tell you it's a gut feeling, Some people are going to say it's like some psychic thing. Other people are going to say it's creativity and they're all the things that happens when they're, you know, making new things and creating new stuff. And so there's so many different answers to to what people think intuition is. So we wanted to create a book that really um, reimagined intuition in a way that was a modern understanding of it for our world today. You know, not like we're not talking about ghosts and spirits. You know, we're not talking about um, the, the dark mysteries. We're talking about a really no-nonsense understanding of intuition and its place in the world. And when it start, where it starts to really become radical is when we start to look at it like this. We start to understand that intuition is really just the complementary part of our mind to our intellect. It is simply the yin and the yang. And when you start to look at this intuition that way and realize that there's a whole part of our mind that we have sort of neglected to develop, um, but that has so much potential there. And this is potential that's truly subjective and related to us as unique human beings. That part of this process of, of opening up our intuition is really opening back up to our real selves. You know, we've been caught up in the outside world. The mind wants the outside world. It wants to process information. It wants to understand. It, it wants to relate us to everything that's out here in the physical three-dimensional world. You know, and everything that we do is related to our success therein with the mind. We have knowledge systems that have been, you know, running the world for centuries based on this, getting smarter, doing this, you're expected to this. But then when we start to, you know, to reckon that with our intuitive mind and we start to say, well, you know what? there's an inside world and there's a truth within us that is just as important, if not more important than all the stuff that's around us that we've sort of been taught doesn't exist, which is you know, quite possibly one of the greatest crimes against humanity because there is a rich life in here that is our birthright, that is our truth. And turning to start to live to, towards that and true to that instead of everything around us becomes radical because it's a huge shift when you stop basing your life and what you do based on what other people think you should do, based on what the world tells you to do, based on all the conditioning we've had. And we don't even realize the amount of conditioning we've had. We've been conditioned so much. We're not even conscious of how much we've been conditioned. But when we start to to move out of that unconsciousness, out of that unconscious conditioning, and when we become mindful, we start to wake up to that. We start to wake up and see a little bit of that and see how we can we can actually start to like be aware of our lives and our place in the world. But then It goes more than that. We can become super conscious and higher conscious and that's where our intuition comes in. And when we're able to make that shift into living from that place of consciousness and higher consciousness, instead of unconsciousness and consciousness, which is where most of us live our lives, then we really start to see a radical change in the way we live. We live with more trust. We live with less fear, less anxiety, because we are rooted and connected and we know that we have a place and we're not out there trying to find it when we've already found it within us. And it can sound cliche to, you know, know yourself, but there's actually, a it's truly a practical, a very practical and real process. It, it just creates the, the biggest change in your life and can really radically change the way, not only we live every day, but the way that we go out and live in the world. And that affects our culture, that affects how the future of humanity is gonna unfold. And that's when I talk about this thing called the intuition revolution that I've been talking about for a decade. You know, it's happening around us. You know, all of these creative and genius ideas and this and these intuitive things. That's going to be the motion of the future. These are the places that that's going to be the secret sauce and the holy grail of of humanity as it unfolds in the coming decades.
1: It's timely as I'm listening to you say this because there's comfort in knowing, certainly, in uncertain times, that mm-hmm. you know there's something that you're connected to that can. Let you know that it's going to be okay, rather than to believe that your fate is you know, based on what you see on the news. So I, I like the way that you said that because it's it's very important, especially now.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially now, it, 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 now more than ever, really.
1: Well, Kim, this has been so timely, so interesting. As you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guests their biggest helping. And that is the single one most important piece of information they'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today.
0: Yeah, I think really, truly for everybody to understand that, you know, we all have intuition, no matter where you are on the spectrum, whether you think you're just awakening your intuition, you're not sure you have an intuition, or whether it's something that, you know, that you've been working with for years and you're aware of, wherever you are in your journey, your intuition always is waiting to take you to that step because we're all sort of growing together and evolving together. And there's so much more, you know, when we align with our intuition. So really to remember to be true to yourself and to honor the truth within you and bring that truth out. That's the greatest gift that you can give the world.
1: Well said. Tell us where people can find you online and get their hands on your book, which is available in bookstores everywhere. Yeah.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. You can get the the, the bookstores, the book anywhere online, even uh, tar- Target, Walmart, all the bookstores and um, on my website. And on my website, you can also download, uh, if you want to just get started right now, I have a free 12 page wake up your intuition guide, which has some of those exercises that we talked about earlier, just to start opening space for your intuition. And I also run an online intuition school that, um, you know, we do group intuition development and all kind of fun stuff. And that's called Intuition Lab. And that's at intuition-lab.com. So we'd love to um, make new friends and work with people one-on-one and together to share and grow our intuition.
1: Awesome. And, and we'll have, for those of you on the bike, we got you covered. We'll have links to everything Kim Chesney in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on today. I intuitively, intuitively thought this was going to be a great interview. And- <laughs> I was right. So uh, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun indeed. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who chose to tune into this episode. If you liked what you heard, give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.